Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, your name? Okay. Uh, good afternoon to everyone. It's good to be here. I'm Reverend Rice. Uh, I'm uh, affiliated with uh, Victory Temple in Lyles, Virginia. Um, I come tonight to lift up the name of Jesus because 
if Jesus be lifted up from this earth, he says he would draw all men unto him. But first of all, before I go into power, I want to give honor to God because God is the head of my life. He woke me up this morning. He starts me on my days, and he, he's with me when nobody else is with me. And giving honor to Pastor Apostle uh, Mercer for allowing me to be able to be on this station tonight. But I, I, I'm reaching out to you all, whoever's listening tonight, to let you know that we can't do nothing without God because God is the, is the one that gives us our being. God is the one that, that when we are down and out and when we don't even have a friend in the world, God is there because God stands by our side. When, when we need anything, God has it all because everything in this world belongs to him because in the beginning was the word and the word was God and was with him. And so he made everything that's here in this world. And so tonight I just come to add a little uh, 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 blessings in your life right now because without him in my life, I don't know what I would do. I don't know where I would be. I don't know even if I would even be here tonight because God has really showed it good to me. And I thank him for his goodness. And I want to ask you a question, Reverend Rice. Uh, Mm -hmm. You say you was Victory Temple. What's the name of it and the address? Um, The address is the address Victory Temple. And the address is 5434 Lively, Virginia. Okay, and what time are your services? At 11 o'clock. Sunday school is 10 o'clock, and our um, um, uh, worship service is, is 11 o'clock. Okay, and we'll tell everybody that on Sundays you have service at 11 o'clock at Victory Temple. And what's your pastor name? Pastor Annie Gaskin. And that's Pastor Annie Gaskin. Well, we're going to turn it back over to Reverend Leroy Rice, and he is going to uh, take it over for us. God bless you again. You're listening to Victory Temple. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much for uh, being here with us tonight. We bring greetings. I bring greetings. I bring greetings from um, Victory Temple. Um and the address there is 5434, Lyle, Virginia. And we have a good time there. I mean, God shows up on Sunday. We worship him in spirit and in truth under the leadership of, of Pastor Anna Gaskin. And, you know, and, 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 and some, I invite anyone to come out and share with us because you have really missed a treat if you haven't ever been to Victory Temple because the spirit of God is so high there that when you leave, you will not leave as you came in. You will leave filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit that dwells there in Victory Temple. I'm not bragging on Victory Temple, but I'm just letting you all know that God is really have a spirit that, that runs through that church in a dynamic way. And I'm so glad because I don't want to be nowhere where the Spirit of God is not dwelling, because I can't do nothing without the Spirit. 
I can't preach. I can't teach without the spirit being around me. I want that spirit, and the spirit is showbone in Victory Temple. So on Sunday, if you don't have nothing else to do, come out to Lyle, Virginia, 5434, and you will uh, join with us at the church. Let us pray now as I move on a little further. Most holy God, our heavenly Father, it is again, Lord, that I come now because it's time for me to come and give a word here tonight. And, Lord, and I, I can't do nothing on my own. I depend on you, Lord, when I open my mouth. I, I depend on you what you would have for me to say. Lord, you know what you want me to say because with you on the inside of me, the spirit living there, I know that whatever comes out of my mouth, it will be to your glory. Lord, I thank you tonight for waking me up this morning and starting me on another day. I want to thank you tonight, Lord, for even being here on this station, Lord. I I, I just want to thank you, Lord, for Apostle Mercer tonight, Lord. Her family, Lord, keep them up on uh, up, up, up above, Lord, where that you can always, they will always be under your wings, Lord. Be protected, Lord. Uh, protect them, Lord, from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet, Lord. Lord, and I thank you for just allowing me to be able to be here right now. Lord, I know that somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody didn't even lie down last night and get up on their own. But, Lord, you gave me the access to my limbs so I could be able to get up and do your will, Lord. It's not my will when I do whatever I do for you, Lord. It is your will, and your will shall be done. Now, Lord, come down. I I invite your, your Holy Spirit to come down, lead and guide me, and Keep me, and Lord, and, and, and allow me to be able, whatever I do, Lord, let it be done pleasing in your sight, Lord. Speak to me tonight, Lord. Lord, speak to my heart tonight, Lord. Speak to my mind tonight, Lord. Speak to me so I can speak to your people so that they will come running. If they don't know you by the pardons of their sin, they come running. What must I do to be saved? Right now, Lord, I Pour out your spirit upon us right now. Pour out your spirit upon me right now. Pour out your spirit upon the churches right now. Lord, touch and rule and abide. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And for your sake, I ask it all in Jesus' name. And for your sake, I ask it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything that's going to take place here tonight, Lord, because it's not of me. It's of you. Lord, I know that you're going to do what you said you would do. And as I go into your word, Lord, I, I, I want the list to open up their ears so they can hear what the Spirit of God is saying through his words. And tonight I'm going to be looking at the, at the second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, eight nine verses and I'm going to use for a subject tonight one that very familiar to all of us because all of us have been through something or someone has caused us some harm 
And my title tonight is When You Have Been Wronged. When You Have Been Wronged. Come along, my friend. Come along. Get aboard and ride this train. Nothing on this train to lose, everything to gain. Come along, come along, my friend, come along. Get aboard and ride the train. Nothing on this train to lose, everything to gain. My scripture tonight is, we have, we are hard-pressed on every side. I'm going to take my time tonight. I'm not going to rush through this message tonight. So just bear with me for a little while. We have, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. You find that tonight in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the eight through nine verses. You will find that we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Subject again is when you have been wrong. Here you find, I'm going to be talking about Paul some tonight. You find some people at Corinth, they didn't like Paul. They were infuriated by his insistence on Christian mortality and his daring to correct those whose lives proved to be contradictions to their profession. These were church members. Now, these was really church members, and they had joined forth against him. Uh, the man who seemed to be the ringleader was the same man Paul had reprimanded uh, in First Corinthians for having an affair with his stepmother. Apparently, this man was friends with uh, Paul. He persists in his sin and, and, and leading an open revolver against Paul, picking some of the leaders with him. You see, that sounds familiar with us tonight, and I'm just beginning to start. I haven't even got into the good part of this message tonight, but we see sometime in catches that we have against one with another. But we know that there here in this message tonight, Paul's second letter to the church came back and brought the church back into line, his second letter. They recognized the evil of this man and, 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 and disciplined him. But in, in the process, Paul was graciously wrong both by his man, by this man and others in the church, they said Paul had no authority to advise them. 
that he bore no letters of commendations from leaders in Jerusalem as they did, and that he had a weak and a impressive personality, personal appearance. They also accused him of going back on his word by not visiting Corinth when he said he would. If even a man was wrong, Paul was that man. You, you understand what I'm saying tonight. Paul was that man that was wrong. And, but because of his strong Christian witness, even under the fire, he has proved to us with three basic truths that we can appeal to our own lives when we have been wrong. We can apply these three basic truths to our lives when we have been wrong. I don't know about you all, but I know this one. I have been wrong sometime in my life. I, I'm not a this because everybody that says there's all for you is not the one that's for you. You've got to watch as well as pray because sometimes the closest ones to you is your enemy. I tell you, it's like Paul here. Paul has done all of this in the church of at Corinth, and, 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 and they knew Paul, but there was some that was against him. And the same way about us, when we put our hands to the gospel plow and don't look back and we are fit for God's kingdom, then we are persecuted on every side sometimes. People will try to knock us down, but when we get down, God will pick us back up. I, I, I feel my help coming on now, my sisters and my brothers, because when I step comes down from above and picks us up. It gives us strength to be able to endure hardship, endure persecution, endure these things that man will throw at us time and time again. But here, let me let me move on just a little while, Feather, and let me take it down a little. Uh, we're gonna find here the lessons, first self lessons my first point, there are lessons to learn. And any time, church, that we are wrong, we can learn a lesson from the experience and emerge stronger, and we can become more wiser. When Paul was wrong, he learned three rare lessons from his experience. And the first lesson that Paul learned from his experiments was, and we can learn from our experiments, should be how to triumph over wrong. To triumph over wrong, over wrong does not mean to overcome it or defeat it. Rather, it means to refuse to be overcome or defeated by the wrong done to us. We may not be able to control what others do, but we can control how we respond to wrong do wrongdoings. This victory has both a human and a divine side. If we do our part, God will be faithful 
to do his part. Human endurance. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comfort, it is for your comfort, which produces in your patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. You see, I got a story here that I heard a long time ago. Uh, 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 it's about uh, an old mule thought to be of no further use. He was a, he was put in a deep ditch, and shovelful after shovelful of dirt was to bury him. The old mule refused to be buried. He would stretch the dirt off his back, pack it down with his feet, and and generally, but surely, uh, stand higher and higher until after enough dirt had been thrown down on him, he simply stepped out of the ditch and galloped away. Isn't that all right, my sisters and brothers? You see that when man will put us down and the devil sometimes will throw dirt on us, but all we got to do is trample it at our feet and keep on trampling at our feet. And then we will gain our access to ability to be able to keep on keeping on. So this old mule, he shook it off. You see, he shook it off. I tell you, my sister and brother, we got to shake it off some of the stuff that people will put on us, that the devil will throw at us. We got to shake it off as the old mule. We got to shake it off as intact it on our feet. We gain access <laughs> to women packing on our feet. I feel all right now. Now, you see, I tell you, Paul went through something. But I'm moving on just a little further. I don't know, Kevin, but I'm going to, Talk to tell their story like it is. Uh, you see now, now is how to comfort others who are wronged. You see, our God is the one who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble. Yeah, you see, when the comfort we ourselves receive. It comes not from man. It comes from God. God comforts us. So that means that we have the ability to comfort somebody else. Once we have endured suffering and sorrow, we are better able to help others who are struggling hardship of life. When we have endured, when we have endured, we then have the authority to be able to help somebody else that uh, is in hardship and has struggles. We shouldn't put them down. We should reach way down. We should pick them up. And when we pick them up, we should let them know that they are still God's children, and they are still classified as being somebody. You see, we cannot put them down because we have 
been through some struggles. We have been through some hardships. And so we know what hardships will bring. We know what struggles will bring. So we have to know better. And then to put somebody else down. Because we have been there where they are. We know how hard it was for us. So now we need to know, let them know that we are there for them. How now? How dependent are we on God? Now, that's very important. How dependent are we on God? We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despise of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on just ourselves, but we had to rely on God, who raised the dead, unstopped the deaf air, fixed the willing hand. Even the lame got up and walked. Even after Lazarus had been dead for three long days, he called him out of the grave, and he came forth uh, alive. You see, the God that we depend on, he's so good to us. Anything that we ask in his name, if we are, 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 are in his family, he would give it to us. God, tonight, whoever's out there tonight that is listening, don't depend just on man. Don't depend just on yourself. Always put your dependence on one that you can't see, but on the one that you can hear speak to you, the one that sets high and the one that looks low. Put your dependence on him. We have no information about terrible experience that Paul went through but he recognized that the experience had been beneficial. It had driven him back to God. It had proved him his dependence on God. See, that's what I'm talking about tonight. We go through some, we go through some hard times, and it will make us stronger, and it will make us wiser, and it will bring us if we have strayed off for a little while, it would bring us back to the dependence on God, on God alone. Here, my second point is, attitudes to display. Anytime, church, that we are wronged, we must realize that the real injury is not the wrong itself but the attitude it involves. Seldom does being wrong. It don't cripple us, but we can triple, cripple ourselves by having an unforgiving attitude toward those who have wronged us. Paul here paints the picture and the kind of attitude we must display whenever we suffer an injustice. We have to look at it, an attitude, first of all, of openness. Our conscience uh, testifies 
that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relationship with you and God's society. For we do not write anything we cannot read or understand. Second Corinthians 1, 12 to 13. Some claim that Paul in his letter did not quite mean what he said. Paul replied that there was no hidden meaning in his words. He had maintained an attitude of absolutely openness during this entire experiment. He had told nothing but the truth, being honest with all involvement. In the language of today, he had called an ace, an ace, and a spade, a spade, when we had been wrong. We just need to tell the truth. We just need, church, to tell the truth when we have been wronged. We are not to be uh, accusated. We are to be open. An attitude of openness it, it is always the right attitude in trying times. An attitude, my sisters and my brothers, of openness is uh, the right attitude uh, in trying times. Now, as I move on, just a little seven. I'm going to tell you another attitude, an attitude of forgiveness. When Paul came to Corinth, Canada, the ringleader of the opposition, Paul's short visit had been pardoned by enforced of one man. This man had insulted Paul. Also, the man had been disciplined. Some church members felt that it had not been severe enough and wanted to impose a still greater punishment. It was then that Paul's greatness goes through uh, the greatest punishment. It, it shows through Paul said that enough has been done. Does that sound familiar, church? It sounds familiar to us. We said time and time again, when things began to get so hard, but we said enough, I'm not going to stand for no more. I'm going to do something about it. And the only thing that we can do about it is turn it over to the Lord, and he will wreck it out. He'll wreck it out for you. I know he'll wreck it out for you. Because long time ago, you see, God came and he wrecked it out for the Hebrew boys when they was in the fiery furnace. You see, when they were thrown in there, don't you know, Jesus came in and he smothered those fire and it didn't cost them to even get a scotch. You see, he wrecked it out not only for the Hebrew boys, you remember the woman that had a issue of blood 12 long years. She had been to every kind of doctor, and she couldn't find a cure. But then Jesus was in town, and she came in just pressed away and touched his garlic, and she became whole. The blood stopped right there. He rested out for her 
and not only wrecked it up for her. Don't you remember when, when, when Daniel was sold into the Lord's dead? He, he, he was in there, Lord, with those laws. But Jesus came in. God wrecked it out. He locked those Lord's jaws. And David couldn't cause him any harm. In the same way, he wrecked it out for them. He will wreck it out for us. I know he will, because one day I was sinking deep in sin, far from the people shore, but he wrecked it out for me. He came to my rescue, and he will wreck it out for you. He'll come to your rescue. All you got to do is hold on, my sisters and brothers. Everything will be all right. He wrecked it out for them, and he wrecked it out here for Paul. As I move on, just a little further. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about another attitude, an attitude of innate eternity. There are two kinds of eternity. Infused eternity is uh, we hope to gain something that we hope to gain by what others say about us. Innate eternity is the, the, the chapter, character that is ours because of the persons we are. One is canopic. The other is genuine. One is assumed. The other is inherent. When we have been wrong, we should display the attitude of innate eternity. We don't have to answer Every charge level at us, we don't have to answer every time that someone will ask us and, and bring a charge against us. Uh, our lives and character are answer enough. What the way that we live will speak for us, my sisters and my brothers. You know. We don't have to paint a sign. I don't have to paint a sign on my back saying Christianity. Uh, I don't have to do that because the life that I live, it will speak for me. And somebody will see Christ in me. And that's all I have to do. I don't have to answer every charge against me. All I got to do is live a life of Christ Jesus, and everything will be all right. Isn't that all right tonight? That's all you have to do, my sisters and brothers. You don't have to walk around with your head hung down. You don't have to answer those charges. Sometimes all we got to do is live a life that speaks for us in the name of Jesus. My third point, and I'm almost finished here. I'm going to get through this. I know I am because I have time enough. My third point tonight is ministry to fulfill. You find that in Second Corinthians, uh, the fourth chapter in the first verse. Here we find that Paul says, Therefore, since uh, through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Isn't that all right? Paul says, we shouldn't lose heart. In essence, 
Paul was saying, in spite of the terrible wrong that has been done to me, I will not be discouraged. I will not quit. I have a ministry to fulfill. Lord, have mercy tonight. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people might feel like giving up. But if we got a choice that God has gave us this choice, in spite of all, we can't give up. We got to keep on keeping on. We got to press on to that high mark of that calling of Christ Jesus. We got to rely on our God because God says you has been assigned to do this. God has gave us, my sisters and brothers, all ministers, all pastors, all teachers, all, everyone that's carrying God's word, he has gave us a charge. And he says that if you, if I have gave you this charge, he says any man has put his hand to the gospel trial and look back, he's not fit for my kingdom. You've got to press on, spite of. Fight out what people say about you. Press on. Fight out what people might do to you. Press on. Fight out what people will, will throw at you. Press on. And then when God, when you press on and press on, then at the end, you will come to the finishing line. And at that finishing line, God's going to say, well done, your good and perfect servant. I made you. Ruler over a few things down here. But now, come on, up to glory. I will make you ruler over better. God is telling us, my sisters and brothers, press on, fight off. Press on, fight off. Press on, press, press. Don't you know that if those that live in waste, if they live for exercise, if they live to build buckles, if they don't keep on pressing, they're going to lose what they got. So that's why we got to keep on pressing to keep from losing what we got. I'm going to press. I'm going to press. And I know that I'm going to press. I'm getting stronger every day. Every round gets higher and higher. My muscles will build. My arms will build. My mind will build. My heart will build God because it be steadfast on him. We got to press on. If we are doing what God wants us to do. That's how Paul said. Too many people give up when they're wrong. Paul had been easily discouraged. He would have quit ministering long before he reached Corinth. We cannot allow the circumstances and ill will of others to distrust distract us from our calling. We have ministries to fulfill. And the more quickly we begin to fulfill our ministry, the more quickly we will recover from the wrong done to us. You see, that I'm going to uh, uh, rely on here is the ministry of proclaiming Jesus Christ. You find that in Second Corinthians. The fourth chapter, five and seven to eleven verses. Then the second one is the ministry of separating ourselves from the world. You see, what I'm talking about here is that we are in the world, 
but we are not of the world if we are true ministers, true pastors, true uh, 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 apostles, true uh, uh, prophets, whatever we might be in our gifts that God has gave us own. We got to separate ourselves from the world, even when we are wrong, by professing Christians, we have ministry to fulfill. We will not allow offenses to cause us to give up our faith and return to the world. We are called to separate ourselves from the world. And here, as I move on, as ministry of dedication out, even if we had been wronged by others in the church, we are still called to dedicate our possessions to God. We have an obligation, not to men, but to God. Yeah, our Christian stewardship is not unto people, but unto God. The ministry of celebrating our suffering. Paul said, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, uh, in my insult, in my hardship in my persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul was saying, if it is God's will that this suffering stay with me, I will turn my suffering into celebration. It will become a ministry of celebration because my suffering is a living demonstration of Christ's power to are sustained to me. I will continue on in uh, serving God. Yeah, church, uh, can't give up. You got to keep on. When we have been wrong, when we have been wrong, we have uh, the first lesson to learn is to learn the second attitude to display and the third ministry to fulfill. Whatever wrongs we may have faced, we can say what Paul said. Thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christian craft and possession. Can always, we should always say, thank you, Lord, when we are done wrong. Here we find that I know that when wrongness come, salvation will come if we would just hold on to God's unchanging hand, knowing that God made a way, makes a way out of no way. God opens doors that no man can close. God stops things that man will try to throw at us. God will remove stumbling blocks out of our way. My sisters and my brothers, and the ones that's out there tonight, that listening at God speak through this servant of his, 
things. Well, I want to tell you this. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand. He will make everything all right. I tell you, long time ago, when I was down in the violent pit, couldn't find my way, God reached way down, picked me up and turned me around, started my, 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 my day. He turned my day. He, he put going in my seat. God made a way for me. He opened up the door for me. He opened up a highway for me. God gave me victory over the things that I had been doing. God allowed him to be able to banish for me. He would do the same for you. If you don't know him, all you got to do is just hold on. It's just ask him for forgiveness of your sins and lay it at his feet. And he will know why. Cast you aside. My sisters and my brothers, if you don't know him, all you got to do is confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead and you shall be saved. I tell you, my sisters, you got to be saved to be able to enter into that new heaven and that new earth because Jesus says, I stand at the door and I'm knocking in any man hear my knock I will come in and sit with him and he will be with me. Jesus is knocking tonight at your heart door. All you got to do is open up your door and let him come in and he will no wise cast you aside and then when the day comes, when Jesus comes, he said the dead in Christ shall rise. The living shall be caught up and meet me in the air. And then Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the light. No man can get in. He got to come by me. You can't come by your body. You can't come by your friends. You can't come by your riches. You got to come through Jesus. And as you come, you got to allow him to open the door and he will start with you. He will let you come in. Church, you can't do it all by yourself. You need an anchor. <laughs> and that anchor is Jesus, the one that holds. I build my house on solid rock. In all that solid rock, I stand on our grounds. It's sacred sand. Do you know tonight? If you build on sand, the wind will come and it will knock down your house. But if you build on that solid rock, it will hold. The wind blows and hurricane approaches. But it still withstand the hardships and the ones that have done you wrong. It will stand those hardships, those times when you have been wrong, my sisters and my brothers. All you got to do is live a godly life and do your wrongdoings. All you got to do 
It's just this, and you will see space to be able to get through your wrongdoings. Tonight, there might be one that's out there that don't know God, don't know Jesus, haven't never tried him for yourself, need to come to him. I I, I, I stand, I stand tonight, uh, my hand of faith to you to allow you to be able to come in and, 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 and sit with him. I, I'm calling you tonight. If there's one that don't know him, it's time because time is running out. Time don't belong to us. Time belongs to God. And one day, the time clock going to stop. We don't know when and we don't know how. The time going to stop. You see, somebody's time today, somebody's time clock stop today, tonight. Somebody's time clock will stop in a minute. So we got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to be ready because he says, I'm coming back looking for a church without a spot or wrinkle. I'm coming back like a thief in the night. I'm coming when you're unaware. You, if you don't know him, I send the right hand tonight to to just invite you to come and feast from his table. And the way all you got to do is, is open up your mouth. You got to believe. First of all, believe in Jesus. Believe that he was raised from the dead. What you confess him. And then he said, I will save you. You see, he will save you. I can't save you. Only thing I can do is I can talk to you. I can tell you about him, but I can't save you. You got to have a made up mind. You got to have a mind of your own because when you come, you got to come on your own. I can't push you. I can't drag you. I can't do none of those things, but all I can do is continue on, stir up your heart about how good he is. He is so good to us. He's better to us than we are to ourselves sometimes. Is there one tonight? Is there one out there that don't know him? Is there one that needs a Savior? Is there one that needs an anchor? Is there one that needs something that they can't get from man? All you got to do is just reach out your hand tonight and tell the Lord, hear my Lord, hear my Lord. I am a sinner, and I need to be saved. Right tonight, take this time tonight. If you're not right, get it right with God, because tonight is not promised to you, because we don't know when and we don't know how. This is the end of my message. But before I go, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to go on out with a hymn. And then I hope that everyone that was listening tonight has understood and enjoyed what God has laid on this service heart. Because I don't sugarcoat nothing that I preach or teach because I'm not like that. God can't use me 
if I sugarcoat anything, I got to speak the truth and speak it like it is. And I got to speak it as Paul said. I got to use boldness. I can't be uh, tippet. I can't be uh, afraid to say this or say that. But long as it lines up with the word of God, I'm going to speak it boldly until the day that I leave from this place. Oh, Lord, my God, I have been our dwelling place to all generations. Before the mountain was brought forth, and the world was formed from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. Thou hast made the world as a span long. Man's days is just like the grass. Even in the morning, sometime it withers away and is cut down and thrown into the French. Most holy God, first of all, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for allowing this year your servant to deliver your word. And I want to thank you, Lord, for speaking through me so I can speak to someone else. Lord, as we begin to leave from this place of worship tonight, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, allow each one that was under the sound of my voice to be able to come and be blessed by you. Lord, whatever they need, I ask you right now that you would give it to them. Lord, whatever, there might be somebody that's sick tonight. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I claim victory over their sickness. Lord, I speak to their sickness and whatever it might be, that it be removed from them. I speak to it, Lord, as I speak to the mountains and the hills, and you know that you speak to them that falls up in your wayside, they are removed. I call on you tonight, Lord. Somebody might be hungry tonight. Somebody might not have no food on their table, but I pray that you would just give them food so they can bless it in a special way. Somebody might not have shoes on their feet, but I pray, Lord, tonight that you would give them shoes, do them, Lord, so that they can walk around with shoes on their feet. Lord, I want to thank you tonight. Thank you for all of my years. Thank you for giving me, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for this long journey of life. Lord, I just want to thank you. I acknowledge you tonight, Lord. I want to thank you. Thank you too, Lord, for Apostle Mercer, for allowing this station to be able to have her on this station. And all the ills around the universe is listening at her. Get on your word, Lord, because we are living in a time. And I thank you, Lord, for her because it's a time where man can't have no excuse that he haven't heard the word. Because the word is being preached on her station. The word is being delivered on her station. And, and there is no excuse. Man don't have no excuse if he's not saved. Lord, I want to thank you tonight. And as I begin to leave, Lord, I just want you to hold on to my unchanging hand. Lord, I want you to just touch me and continue on nursing me. And as uh, uh, Apostle Mercer would go uh, to the dangerous highway and the byway tonight, wherever she might be, 
I pray, Lord, that you would continue on comforting her, continue on watching over her. Lord, I pray for our pastor, my pastor, Lord. Just touch her tonight. Uh, touch her during a time of these that she's what she's going through. Lord, just be there for her. Guide and keep her, Lord. Hold on to her unchanging hand. And, Lord, and if you hold on, uh, everything's going to be all right. Uh, feel the Lord where she needs to be filled. Uh, Lord, uh, heal her body where it needs to be healing. Lord, I pray for healing against her. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Uh, I, 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 I claim victory over it, Lord, that it's already been done. Uh, because you said, by your stripes, uh, we're already healed. Uh, by your stripes, Lord, she is already healed. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you for her, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And for your sake, I ask it all. Amen. 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 And amen, and God bless you. Amen. What, we got five minutes? No, just tell everyone they can tune in each week on Wednesday from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. You will hear the broadcast of Victory Temple, none other than Pastor Andy Gaskin and Reverend Leroy Rice. We thank you again for listening. God bless you, and good night. Amen. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.